You're listening to Living in His Love on The Answer Broadcasting with Rev. Trudy Daly. Now, let's prepare to hear this week's message. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit to guide and direct this program. May all that is said and done be truthful and loving and reflect your word and your ways. Open the ears and hearts of those listening that they might be blessed by what is said. Help each listener to know and understand how much you love them and that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to save them and that you want to help them in every situation in their lives. Amen. Today we have back with us Adrian Evans from Adrian Francis Ministries, and she's going to follow up again with another topic. Hey, Pastor Trudy, it's good to be here again, and everybody out there in Radio Land is good to be in your space, and hope you're doing well. Hope life is good, and um, if it's not, I hope you're leaning in the arms of God, and He'll He'll bring you peace where you need it. Um, a couple of weeks ago. I started uh, just a bit of a conversation about, you know, all the so-called ordinary things of life and ordinary things in the Bible. For example, there's one David, but there's thousands of ordinary folk who caused David's story to come to pass, that we are all part of each other's story and we play in such an integral role in the world today, being connected to each other, And um, I just love the thought that there's only one superstar, his name is Jesus, and the rest of us are just working together, uh, working with our own gifts, our talents, and how God made us. And so together, across the world, if we can all just work together and not compare ourselves to each other and not compete with each other, that God can do what he needs to do across the world. And he's wonderfully equipped each and every one of us so that when we come together, it's a perfect picture of God's divine organisation to put his kingdom plan into purpose. So I love reading in the word of God. I love reading about the ordinary people, uh, nameless heroes and heroines who, who cause someone else's story to happen. So I actually want to refresh you all uh, by reading this story out of the Bible, um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about it, if that's okay. Uh, It's in uh, 1 Kings chapter 17 and verse 8. This lady here in this story is is a, I'd like to say she's a dear friend of mine, because when you start delving into people's hearts and actions and life, you feel like that you know them. In verse 8, in 1 Kings 17, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to him, this is Elijah, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and he said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. As she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin, a little oil in a jar, 
and see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, do not fear, go and do as you said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me and afterward make some for yourself and your son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah, and she and her household ate for many days. We often hear this story shared at making Elijah out to be really the hero in the story, but he's not really. Uh, Elijah is just being obedient to what God told him. God had already set lunch up for Elijah. God, Elijah just had to go from A to B. But here we see um, a, a lady, a widow, in the field gathering sticks. And what, what really touched my heart about this was this widow was being set up for a miracle, but she didn't know it. And there's things that we can do in life, there's attitudes, there's things we do that attract God to our life, that attract God's provision to our life. They're, they're, what the, they're the way we live. They're things that God sees and he knows that we will be faithful with more that he puts in our hand. He watches our life and there was something about this widow that attracted God to her life. I'm sure there were many other widows there. I'm sure there were many other people in need there. But what was it about this, this widow? She, when you look at her, she lived in difficult times. The economy was terrible. She was a single mother. She was grieving. She didn't have faith because she wasn't... It, she said to Elijah, thus says that he's your God... So she had no faith, she had nothing, and yet there was something about her that was so profound that she stood out from everybody else. And I broke it down into about three or four thoughts. First of all, I said in my own heart, this woman was a self-starter. Uh, Napoleon Hill uh, said that the future belongs to the self-starters. See, we all have dreams, we all have desires, we all want to live well, we all want to live better, but wanting to and doing are two totally different things. She said her, her attitude, her attitude in her life said, I may not have much of a life left, I may not have much time left, but what I do have, I'm going to wear it out. I'm going to use it all. I'm going to use all my time. I'm going to use all my resource. I am going to use everything I've got. And when we die, I will have used up every resource I had in this life. Can I, that alone right there, that thought right there is attractive to God. Right there. So often we say, God, I want more. And God's saying, use what you've got. But I don't have enough. We'll start with what you've got. Like here is, here is a woman. She said, you know what? I want, I will use up everything I have. And I'm sure there were other people there 
that, that didn't go out of their house, just stayed in their house and gave up. Like, what is the hope? What is the point? What is worth all this energy? Uh, you know, what would I do that for? Because all I'm going to do is do a lot of work and add, what, two days to our lives. So I could just sit here and die. First of all, she went outside. She started. I love that thought that the future belongs to the self-starter. Everybody has a dream. It's not unusual to have a dream because we're all born to dream. We were all born to create. We were all born to do well. We were all born. You go to the, the slums in India, they want to do well. Everybody was born with the desire to do well in life. That is part of the thumbprint of God on creation. Nobody ever says, I want to go to school and study to lose. We all want to do well from birth. So this woman, she said, you know what? I'm going to go outside my house and I'm going to start to use the little that I have. See, we have to ask ourselves, like God told Elijah, there'll be a woman gathering sticks. Well, Elijah didn't know who to go to. He didn't go door knocking and try to find out where his lunch, his food was going to be. She, by, her, by some of the things we'll talk about, she positioned herself in the field gathering sticks when Elijah came into town and there was a divine connection and a divine appointment right there. If she had never gone outside her house, Elijah would have kept going. So by positioning herself in the field, she positioned herself for provision, for God's provision. This is, when, when you look back at, at, at her, when you look back, even at people like David, David was a hero and people could encourage David when it came time for David to go on the battlefield and fight Goliath. David had his brother was making fun of him. The king was hoping that he'd do it. Other people were encouraging him. But at the end of the day, David had to decide. David was the one. See, some people just... It's sad, but we don't allow ourselves all the time to lead ourselves from the inside. John Maxwell has a great saying. He said, the hardest person to lead is me. And it's true. He said, uh, you know, we, we let ourselves off the hook or I don't feel like doing it or this or that. He said, I'm the hardest person I've ever had to lead and I know, I don't know about you out there, but I know for myself sometimes I, I have to really just get up and say, you know what, I'm going to do this. So she led from the inside. And in the world that we live in, some people stop moving because people stop encouraging them. They, they get hurt or they get offended. And so they say, well, I'm not going to try anymore because... Nobody's calling me to, encouraging, to encourage me. Nobody is helping me. No one's... And what we do, we don't realise it, but what we're doing, we're sacrificing our future because of somebody else's actions. I mean, I'm not sure about you as you listen to me, but my future is more important than whether somebody else wants to get on board and help me or to encourage me. Yes, yes, I Pastor was going to say that's especially true in the ministry 
what people don't realize is the toll that gets taken on us often because there are people that'll come up and constantly complain or try to tell you what you should be doing and how you should be doing. And my philosophy has basically been, I ask God what he wants me to do and try and do that. Because if I listen to people, I would be running in this direction and that direction and possibly not in the right direction. Yeah, I, I think we have to, we have to get, even as Christians though, sometimes God is using practical things in life to get us to move. Like, what if he doesn't speak to us like that? What if he just lays out a practical plan? That's still his voice. The best thing to do at the time, quite often, is the voice of God too in, in our life. And if we, if we want to sacrifice our dreams, our future, if we want to sacrifice that because somebody else didn't get out of bed to encourage us. And so now we're sitting there with uh, respectfully a little bit of self-pity, a little bit of oh me and oh my and nobody loves me and everything. We're, we're letting precious time and precious dreams go by the way. Yes. Sometimes your family is the are the people who often are the ones because they see your flaws and they don't often see your strengths. And so a lot of times they're there saying, well, I don't know why you're even bothering to do this or that. I thank God that I had a mother who always said, you can do it if you try. And it may not be as well as you want, but you can do it. And I remember one time when I was at work, somebody said to me, well, don't you ever think about the fact that you could fail? And the truth was, I hadn't because of the reinforcement of, of my mother. And so it is very important that people step out and encourage each other. Yep. My, my heart is, what if, what if we're like this lady? What if there are many people out there, single moms, single dads, they have a family that they're providing for, trying to provide for, the economy is terrible. Everybody is so caught up in the needs of their own world. Encouragement is not where it should be. So what if it's not where it should be? So do I sacrifice my future or do I lead from the inside? This is, this is something that inspires me from this woman because she didn't have a mum like you and, and she didn't have people that I had in my life and she didn't have, she had nothing. She didn't even have God to pray to. And yet something in her knew she, she had to live out what she had. And I know for sure, and again, we can talk about this in a little bit, but we can ask God all we like for more, more, more. But if we can't get out of bed and show up for life, why would he put more? in our world? Why would he give us more when we, we, we're not even using or we belittle what's in our hand because we've compared it to somebody else and we say, well, this is not very much, so it's not going to make a difference, you know? This, this lady had nothing, and I know Christians, and I know myself through different phases of my life that 
you get depressed and you get down because you don't feel like people are around like they should be or you're not getting encouraged. So, in, in fact, what I'm doing, I'm saying my future is not important to me. Their encouragement is more important to me than my future. And so I, at some stage, have to take ownership and be the captain of my own decisions, my own future, and then God will send encouragers along. Sometimes I honestly think that we get a little bit of a test too sometimes. God's like, how bad do you want it? Like, she could have sat inside her house going, God, I need help if she was praying, if she was a prayer. God, send someone to the door. Send someone to help me. And I've been like that too. I haven't gone out. God, send someone to help me. And God's like, get up, show up, and start to use the little bit that you've got. And so we, we, we look, the first thing that I love about this lady, and some things inspire other people more than others. You know, we're all wired differently. But there's something about her that... that touches my heart. I feel like I know her. You know, I feel like I, I want to go back in time and, and shake a hand and say thank you. This is one of the greatest examples of leadership in the Bible, the life this woman lived. Because a leader cannot ever afford to wait for other people to tell them it's okay to move or they need to move or be encouraged because they'll never get there. They'll be up, down. Uh, when I was pastoring, I could preach the same message and it would, someone would be so happy and someone else would be offended. It's, it's like there's no pleasing. You know, remember when Paul and Si, when they went into one place, they would build a statue. They wanted to make statues. They were bowing down to them. They were gods. And when they said, no, we're not, then they wanted to kill them. Pe people are fickle. We cannot... We, we cannot put our future in the hands of people's, other people's, you know, um, encouragement. And uh, I have wonderful encouragement around my life and you guys are, are very much part of that. But I love this lady because she got up and she had none. And that makes me think, well, if she had none and she did it, I've got encouragement. So you know what? I've got a head start and I've got God and exceeding abundant, precious promises. I've got every reason not to quit, every reason to get out of bed and show up in life. And my greatest goal is to lead from the inside and not be codependent on other people's, you know, needing other people's input and encouragement and everything like that. So, I mean, we could go on like that and, and I just hope there's something in that little session has been a, a blessing but if you're going through a hard time right now let me tell you let me tell you don't forsake your future because somebody else's actions get up show up and be the dream on the inside of you be that dream become that dream Everyone has one, but not everyone reaches their dreams. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pastor Trudy. Dear listeners, thank you for sharing this time together with us. We ask God to bless you, heal you, and to provide, protect, and prosper you. 
May God allow you to experience more and more of his love for you. We pray that this week's message has touched you in a powerful way. To connect with us online, visit us at theanswerbroadcasting.com.